Forever a Rock and Roll Kid, A Journey Through Music, Song and Stories is the title of a new book by Charlie McGettigan of Drumshambo and, of course, of Ballyshannon. And it's not just a musical history and account of his musical journey. It's very much a history of growing up in Ireland at a time when life was a lot tougher uh, for many reasons, which Charlie details in the book. And I'm delighted to say that the former Eurovision winner joins us now live in studio with his trusty guitar. <laughs> Good morning, that, Niall. That's, that's not a Willie Nelson Tigger or no, anything no, like no, that. No, I'd need a whole hole in it here. <laughs> for the Good but morning, I, Charlie. Yeah, it, it's, um, it's a hard-hitting book, but there's also an awful lot of lightness and happiness yeah. in there. Mostly, I suppose, the, the, the part I enjoyed most writing about was my childhood in Ballyshannon. It was just a wonderful place to grow up. Now, there were tough times and bad times, yeah. but... What a the, happy child over, overall. Oh, absolutely. And the, it was a childhood full of characters. We had a, a grocery shop on the main street and all kinds of different people would come in and out every day. I remember uh, there was a fellow called Joe Mara. He yeah. was the fir- he had the first uh, television in a place called Kildoni, just a little, little townland. Yeah. And uh, when he got the television, he was a star. Everybody used to call around to his house to see it. It was a big, big box of a thing. But he used to call it her. He used to call it, and he'd come into the shop in the morning. Just there was great stuff on her last night. He'd say, <laughs> you know, and and he was just those kind of people, yeah. ordinary people, but very, you know, the, one of the people that I left out, and I feel kind of sad that I did, was a fellow called Fingers Gallagher. Fingers was a, a perpetual on the street in Drumshambo he, or in Ballyshannon and uh, he was he was working with cat, cattle dealing and all that kind of stuff but he was a character and he was the kind of a fellow that had a, a theory about everything you know yeah. and I remember one stage this woman came up to me and she said I'm a bit worried about John I think he might be gay and Finger said so that's nothing Mrs. Sure, my daughter's going out with a guard <laughs> that goes kind of people he said funny things uh, and why did you why did you write the book, Charlie? Because was it something you always to do? Uh, I don't believe that. For, you remember for when a moment. COVID came around? Yeah, and we were all. I have a radio a radio show in the yeah. opposition. I won't mention. No, the name no, mentioned Janice, a popular show. Shannon that was dropped. That yeah. was dropped. My God, the gig stopped, and I said, "What am I going to do with myself?" You know, and, yeah. and I had an empty screen on the computer, and it just hit me. Maybe I could write something. You know, and no ambitions to write a book. Right? Had just, you not never no, thought about abs- it? No, not you never really. thought about you, you must write a book someday about growing up in Ballyshannon. Yeah, well, it's one of things you think you can't do. Yeah, but since I wrote the book, I think everybody can. You think and so? I, that if I can do one, anybody can. Did, did you have to be very? You are a fairly disciplined person, I'm sure. Anyway, well, as a well, songwriter, yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. I am sometimes completely the opposite. But mostly I am. And, I, and, and I, I said, where do I start here with this? And I just said, what's the first piece of music I remember hearing? And you're probably too young to remember O'Donnell Abu. It was a no, piece. Uh, it's, it's, it, was, it started RT1 Radio. That's it. Every yeah. single morning. Radio Earned. Did it not? Radio Earned. That's and my memory. It was on for three minutes before the station yeah, came on. And correct. then it was the dots, the six dots. Yeah. I don't know whether they still do that on radio stations. Oh, no, I remember that for some yeah. reason growing up. Uh, yeah, so yeah. O'Donnell Abu, that's what you. Yeah, it was da da yeah. da 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 that piece. Yeah. And it was played on a Celeste, beautiful sounding thing. And I've heard it a couple of times where people in histo- historical programs talk about it. But then I said, well, where was I when I was listening to this? And it would have been around 1953. I was about three years of age and I was living in Dublin with my grandmother and my mum. And we'd play in a place called Effer Road in Dublin. And it, again, it was that in those days, doors were open. You walked into everybody's house. Yeah. And there was a Jewish family beside us called the Greens, who were, you know, I can see them vividly in my mind. And, you know, they would take me away. They were the only people with a car. They would take me away anywhere they were going, anywhere different. 
uh, they would take me in the car. But the one place they wouldn't take me was to the synagogue. And I used to cause blue murder on a Saturday night when I couldn't go and they were all going to the you, synagogue. You wanted to go? I wanted to. I wanted, well, I was three years away. I didn't know where it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, but that that so that was Dublin, and um, we lived there till we were about four, uh, and moved permanently then to Ballyshannon. My dad had a, a grocery shop. Well, he worked for his father, and a fellow called Phil McGowan. Uh, they had a McGettigan and McGowan yeah. grocery shop there in the main street. And do you remember moving to Ballyshannon I at, do. at that tender age? I do. I, I, I remember it very well. And was it uh, a, a huge? Even at that tender age of four, was it a, a culture shock for Dublin? Well, not really, because Dublin in those days was a series of villages, because yeah. Ratmines would have been a village, Harles Cross would yeah. have been a village, you know, Ratgar was a village. So you got to know the people in the little village. You, you know, yeah. you, you're, you're, you weren't travelling that much far out of the radius of the, of the place you were living in. The funny thing, though, Niall, when my wife and myself got married many years later, uh, we were looking for um, an apartment, and we went looking, looking to see could we find anywhere to live. And where did we end up? knocking on the door of the exact same house I'd grown up in, 22 Effer Road, and to, to look for an apartment. And I looked in, I had this, you know, when you're tiny, you're looking at a, um, a house and it seems huge. Yeah. When, I, when I walked in, I was expecting to see a Dallas-style staircase and stuff like that, but it had diminished in size. Yeah. And it was just isn't so small. Incredible? What were the chances of that? I know, isn't incredible. that a, a crazy one? You know, a crazy one. So, are your, your memories of growing up, do, do you associate a song or music with certain events in your life is that how yeah how it works? I, for example the, the first song I would have ever um, sung, sung in public was was, was a, a song by Pete Seeger goes a, I just sing a couple of verses of yeah sure where have all the flowers gone long time passing where have all the flowers gone long time ago where have all the flowers gone? Young girls have picked them, everyone. When will they ever learn? When will they ever learn? I remember the first time I, I sang that in a place called the Rock Hall in Ballyshannon. Yeah. And you know what? It was my first dance going, and I asked my mum, you know, how do I ask a girl to dance? My mum was an old-fashioned lady, and she said, just go up and say, may I have the pleasure of this dance? Well, I said it a few times, and they laughed. The girls laughed and said, no, not going to dance with him. But somebody shouted my name out that they heard that I played the guitar and when I come up and sing a song. And uh, I sang this song. And when I got back down, I didn't have to ask any girl to dance at all. They were all flocking around. <laughs> and they said, I want to do this. I like this. And that, and that worked for you? So that was Where yeah. All the Flowers. Of course, that's a protest song, Charlie. It is. It? it was a song yeah. written by Pete Seeger, yeah. an anti-war song at the time. And the whole song is a very clever song because it mm. opens up where the, girl, the young girls have picked the flowers. And it goes, where the girls gone? They've got married to, to, to soldiers. And where are the soldiers? They've gone to war. And where, the war, where are they now? They're in the graveyards. And where are the graveyards? are full of flowers. And it comes back again to the girls picking the flowers. A really, really great song. Yeah. When did you start playing the guitar or so and getting interested in music? About 12 years of age. 12 years old. I remember I, my dad used to listen to Radio Luxembourg on a Sunday night because there was a guy called Horace Batchelor who had this yeah. infradraw method to, to, to win the pools. My dad figured if he heard, listened to this infradraw method, he'd find out. But in the process of waiting for Horace Batchelor to come on, there was all this pop music because in those days, Radio Warren didn't play any pop music. Yeah. Even the BBC didn't play pop mm -hmm. music. And I heard 
all kinds of different singers like the Everly Brothers and Buddy Holly and Elvis and all this. And, and um, I remember um, uh, sort of thinking, geez, this is great. And I heard a fella called Dwayne Eddy playing, the, playing an electric guitar. And I was mesmerised. What is that? Yeah. And investigated, and I remember there was the Donegal Democrat had an office, and Cecil King Jr. Yeah. decided he was going to s- sell guitars. And in the window was this beautiful guitar, and I was, I said, "Oh my God, that, that's that's the instrument they're all playing." And it, I used to go every day after school, I'd go and look at this guitar and, and mesmerised completely by it. And then it, it disappeared; it was gone. Somebody had bought it. And I found out who bought it in the town. It's not it's very easy to find out who course, buys yeah. things in, in Paris Shannon yeah. at that stage. And he, he let me hold it and touch it. And I said, oh, yeah, this is for me. You know, apart from anything else, it, was, it looked great. Of course you know? it did. <laughs> Never knew Cecil King sold guitars. That's a new one to me, I have to say. <laughs> uh, we, Joe Morrow and Fingers, great memories uh, and great characters, surely. Rest in peace. And someone else says, I remember Tom McCooig on Radio Air and before we went out to school, he used to do On This Day. Uh, yeah, I before. remember that too. Yeah, Tom yeah. McGooig. Yeah. Um, hard-hitting, you say, in parts, this well, book. Well, you know, uh, there Charlie. are downsides to everybody's life. Yeah. And I have to say, the education, uh, my education was a tough one. Was I went it? to the De La Salle brothers in, in Ballyshannon. The way you were treated or just the, yeah. the system of education? No, the way we were treated. You mm. know, there was it, it, um, in those days, if you were late for school, if you hadn't your homework done... It could be six of the best, three on each hand, yeah. with a cane, a very sharp cane. Yeah. And and now, I'm not going to criticise every brother. There were two or three brothers there, you know, that were wonderful people, and, and I couldn't praise them highly. But there were one or two teachers, and, and they were so accurate with these canes. I remember there was one uh, in one particular class, this young fellow arrived in for school one morning, and he was late. And he would have been maybe a farmer's son and he would yeah. have had to work to do before he got in. And it was a cold winter's morning, you know, and, and it was, oh, he's going to get caned now, you know. But yeah. instead of that, the brother looked down. John, you were late this morning, yeah. Come up here a second. And he reached into his, and he said, there's sixpence for you now, John. You know, and everybody's jaw dropped. What's going on here? You know, the noise of the laugh or cry. Mm. He said, now, John, I want you to go up to Stevens's shop up the town. And inside the door, there's a big box with canes in it. And bring, bring, bring me back the cane. So the poor kid had to go 10 minutes walk up to Stevens's shop to, to buy, buy the, the cane. cane and come back with and get... He was buying the instrument of his own torture. That was going to punish him. That kind of stuff. And, and that's yeah. the, maybe the only downside of, of, of my life in, in, in Ballyshannon. Yeah. But happy, happy memories for the oh, most God, part. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we were so lucky. We had, You were still playing music all that time, weren't you? I started uh, my first, uh, after that particular, I remember, I remember the, the girl I danced with after was a girl called Margaret White, and I was in love instantly. You know, that of kind of when you were 13 yeah. or 14 years of age. And, uh, but, but, you know, that said, this guitar stuff was good. And I met a, met a few friends. John Hannigan was one of the friends. Uh, and we started a little beat group. And we played, you know, we were totally awful, I suppose, at the time. But we thought we were great, you know. And the louder you could get your guitar, the better. And I remember one time we we, we had no equipment whatsoever. And yeah. the Abbey the Abbey uh, Art Centre now, at that time it was a, it was a ballroom, and we got a gig in the in the ballroom. But we had no public address system or anything. So one of the the drummer in the band was a fellow called Jimmy Rafferty, and his people uh, were the sacristans in the church. And uh, he decided he'd borrow the, the amplification from the church. So we set it up, and we could walk from the church to the to the, the place. And uh, 
we set it up. Of course, when we, after two numbers, the, every speaker in the system was blown because we were playing so loud. <laughs> and we sneaked it back and put it up. And the following morning on Sunday Mass, a poor Father Dini got up to speak and all you go, the whole system had been completely wrecked. So, and so it's not so this book that I've admitted yeah. to this this sin, uh, you know. Okay, you didn't have to ask Margaret for the, the pleasure of... No, of, you no, know, no, okay. no, no. <laughs> The music was working at that stage, Charlie. Okay. Yeah. So how long is the journey? Is it, do you move from Ballyshannon then? Well, what happened, you know, we had such great times, you know, and we played in Mundorn, for in, in the summer season, we got a lovely yeah. gig there, seven nights a week, three hours a night. Then uh, moved to Dublin, and and uh, uh, first night I was there, a fellow called Michal Travers brought me to Slatteries of Cable Street, and on the stage that night were Donald Lunny, Frank Hart, uh, Al O'Donnell, all these people playing folk music, and that because I was an electric guitar player yeah. before that, and that hooked me onto that. The folk so, scene you got the into. Folk the folk scene, scene and yeah. I listened and watched all these wonderful uh, singers that, that were around Dublin in those days. People like Paul Brady was playing in Dublin yeah. at the time, and um, didn't actually play any gigs really uh, until I moved to Drumshambo in County Leitrim. Now that was the best move I could have ever made. I went to work at the power station in Arigna, and I thought to myself. When I saw the town, I said, I'm not going to last too long here, you know, and I said, six months at the most. And the very first night I was there, uh, the neighbours across the road, uh, the woman there was a woman called Theresa Smullen, played the accordion, and they invited me over for tea, and Gretty, my wife, for tea. And uh, we met people like Packy Dagnan, and I said, I've landed in heaven here. Yeah. The fellow down the road played the banjo, Brendan Farley, and we ended up, and we just played music, 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 music from then on, you know, until eventually, um, after many metamorphoses of my life, different people I worked with, we, I, we ended up getting to the Eurovision, and, yeah. and uh, that was a sort of a lovely time. Well, to put it very mildly, and I was uh, I was just reminded this morning, uh, there was uh, RT carried out a poll a couple of years ago, and it, it by far and away it was voted the most popular uh, Eurovision winner well, of you all. Know, wasn't it's it? one of those songs. I don't think since the first time I sang it, I don't think I've ever done a gig where I didn't sing it. You know, and it's wonderful to work uh, with. And Paul do, do you mind? Do you mind that, or do you I love it? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, when the, it's such a great song. Oh, it is, yeah, and for people, various reasons. You know, Brent, written by Brendan Graham, and and you know, Brendan wrote "You Raise Me Up" and all those great songs that uh, other songs that I'd known Brendan for quite a long time. Yeah. But any time we sing it, the audience just we literally could literally just do the accompaniment, and the audience know it every word. It's amazing. I'm going to read out someone just some of the messages we have. Uh, Morning Ocean is great to hear Charlie. He's a lovely man. Uh, he had Katie G on the radio on regular on a regular basis, and I'd like to thank him for that. From a dad, this person says, uh, "Lovely to hear Charlie on your radio station this morning." This listener knew Fingers Gallagher well, and he was certainly a character. All these characters are sadly missed. Uh, the song that Charlie sang, "Where Have All the Flowers Gone," is Angela's favourite song. Please sing it. Uh, please sing it all. Well sang some of it in, in memory of Angela's late mum and her granny before he used to sing it as well great to listen to Charlie McGettigan this morning I love his voice singing uh, sing more Charlie what's the name of the book the name of the book is Forever a Rock and Roll Kid A Journey Through Music Song and Stories that's the name of the song uh, listening about growing up in Ballyshannon bears a lot of resemblance 
uh, to growing up in Sligo Town, or I suppose any town in Ireland from what Charlie is describing this morning. And someone else says, I have a fond memories of Charlie working in a summer job in Hogan's Bakery in Bundorn. Oh, God, he was I always singing. That. There were great times. Yeah, I remember. Oh, in case I forget, um, Niall, um, I'm going to be down in Lieber Books uh, later on this morning Yeah, great. Uh, to, to sign some books. And as well as that, I'm going to be in A Novel Idea. It's a lovely bookshop in Ballyshannon on next yep. Saturday okay. uh, to sign some books in the afternoon. So I'm looking forward to it. To, to sort of what time are you in Libra today? In uh, Libra today at 11.30. 11, yeah, and okay. I think in Ballyshannon, I think it's 2.30 in the afternoon next next Saturday. All right, OK. Um, have you a t- taste for more writing now after? Oh, God, it never stops. You know, I finished the book finishes in the year that we won the Eurovision. Oh, goes up right up to 94. 94. So. And then yeah. the next book where I'm at at the moment is uh, What Happened Afterwards. And yeah. uh, I, I, again, I'm looking at the blank screen and I'm saying nothing much happened, but I guarantee it, loads of things happened. And for example, I remember the year after we won uh, Paul and myself, we toured Europe all over the place. There was no music TV at those days. You had to literally go to the radio, yeah. to the television stations. And we were playing at huge huge event in Frankfurt I remember there was 100,000 people there because it was the 750th anniversary of the, of, of the city and I was struggling onto the stage and Paul was ahead of me and getting the piano ready and this voice came from the from the crowd get back to Drumshambo McGettigan and I looked down into 100,000 people and to this day I've never known who it was you don't know who it was no never that was her or yeah that's incredible you yeah. stay friends with, with Paul Harrington and oh, stay yeah. in touch you do yeah. We've had a fantastic um, partnership for, since Eurovision. And I yeah. imagine I never knew him before that. And um, we've, we've, we still continue to play all over the place. And, and uh, both as a duo, he, he has a lovely album out of called The Lyrics The Thing. And it's, it's where he just plays piano and sings songs. This came about when News Talk, he, would, would, he worked with, with, with uh, Pat Kenny. Yeah. And he sang a song every week. And I think there's something like 85 songs on this Thing. And incidentally, this book of mine, I must tell you, um, there are 26 songs, uh, lyrics of 26 songs in the book. But beside each song, there's a thing, a thing called a QR code. There is, yeah. So if you open your phone, scan the thing, you can actually hear the songs, what they sound like. To, not just reading them you can actually hear what they sound like and uh, so you're getting a, a double whammy a musical book you yeah. can put it like that and these are 26 songs which mean a lot to you yeah personally. a lot of the songs were written for the book uh, you know to sort of you know illustrate at different particular times in my life you know yeah. and um, then there are other ones that you know for example Rock and Roll Kids there and um, all kinds of Bailey Burr and me and the singer and all those songs that we had out years and years ago as well you know what song will you finish off with today and what period in your life well, I, gives I, you memories? I, I, I don't know. I could sing a happy song or a sad song. I'll give. I'm letting you do the choice. All right, well, let's, let's, get, let's get a happy song yes, for a Monday morning song. song. Is that uh, okay? Uh, this is one called Uma Baluma. Okay. And uh, my, my, my daughter, Kira. When she'd hear Dad, when I'd be, we'd be driving in the car and something good comes on, I'd be going, oop, doom, and doom, and join her in with this. And she used to tap me on the Dad, Dad, you're always singing Uma Baluma music, you know. And I thought, there's an idea for a song. And I- well, I know a little lady who keeps singing a song. Something about it got me singing along. It doesn't have any meaning. It's got nothing to say, it just goes Uma Baluma Belly. Singing Uma Baluma, singing Uma Belly. I try to fight it, but it won't go away. It 
doesn't have any meaning. It's got nothing to say. It just goes ooma baluma belly. In the quiet of the evening, when I go for my snooze, I put my feet up and I take off my shoes. Doesn't have any meaning. She's singing it all of the way, singing ooma baluma belly. Now you could join in here, singing ooma baluma, singing ooma belly. Can't hear ya. Something about it got me going insane. It doesn't have any meaning. It's got nothing to say. It just goes ooma baluma belly. She sings this melody all day. Such a simple melody. It just goes ooma baluma belly. Well, this crazy little lady got me going insane. She keeps it doing it again and again. It doesn't have any meaning. It's got nothing to say. It just goes ooma baluma, ooma baluma, singing ooma baluma belly. Fantastic. Well, it, do, it does have a lot of meaning, as it turns out. Yes, it does. Uh, ooma baluma. Right. Okay. Um, lots of people want to know where they can get the book. Uh, Charlie, yeah, is it available online as well? Yeah, you, you can yeah. get it online at www.battlebridgepress B-A-P-T-L-E B-R-I-D-G-E Battlebridge Press all one word and press at the at the end uh, dot com um, You can get it in most good bookshops I think it's in Lieber obviously yeah. in Sligo you can get it in, in that bookshop uh, uh, Novel Idea It's also available in Carrick and Shannon at the Reading Room and in Mulvey's and then I'm going to be just before Christmas I'm going to be signing some books down there in the in the reading room in Carrick and Shannon as well. So it's it, all I, I've seen it in Castlebar, I've seen it in Dublin, yeah. all over the place. 